Welcome to Highest Aspirations, an education podcast that explores the world of English language learners and how we can make a greater impact. Each episode, we bring you voices from across the ELL community to discuss the issues that matter most. Highest Aspirations is brought to you by Elevation Education, your partner for ELL program management and instruction. Hey everybody, welcome back to Highest Aspirations. I'm your host, Steve Sophronis. I'm excited to present this bonus episode of the podcast to answer a really important question that we've been hearing quite a bit lately, and that is, what the heck is a hackathon? I'm speaking with Eric Wong, Elevation's Vice President of Engineering and Hackathon founder to get at the bottom of that question. We at Elevation do a hackathon every year, and this year we celebrated our fifth annual. And in a nutshell, it's a time when teams can come together and work on new projects and new processes that they may not have time to work on during their regular day-to-day. An interesting fact about uh, this hackathon is the transcript that will appear with this podcast is actually a result of this year's work from one of the teams. So you'll find out more about that in the episode, but I'm going to leave most of the heavy lifting to Eric, who's going to give us a good breakdown of what it is that we do here at Elevations Hackathon. So without any further ado, here is my conversation with Elevations' Eric Wong. Welcome, Eric. Could you start by telling us a little bit about the work you do here at Elevation? Uh, sure. Yeah. My name is Eric Wong. I'm the uh, Vice President of Engineering here at Elevation. Awesome. And so uh, you started the hackathon pretty soon after you started here. Um, can you give us a quick explanation of what it is? Like, what is a hackathon? I have had this impression before there's this like caffeine fueled pizza eating beer drinking stay up all night thing but that hasn't been my experience here yeah so uh yeah hackathons definitely come in all different shapes and sizes uh, the one we traditionally do here is simply it's a day and a half um for anyone in the organization to really uh work on a close um uh on a project that's really interesting to them so um we always have talked about kind of these uh kind of fedex days or obviously you know a lot of people have heard about kind of the google 20 percent time so really early on here, I was just really interested to see if we could do something very similar on a smaller scale here. Um, so at Elevation, our hackathons are uh, typically a business day and a half. Um, people sign up for to work on a team about a particular hack, an idea, uh, typically a cross-functional team involving uh, different members from across the organization. And then on Friday uh, afternoon, we present them out kind of lightning style to the rest of the company. Uh, we definitely don't do the kind of 24 hours Red Bull kind of thing. It's definitely an option. Um, I think when I was, Considering it, uh, at, you know, even I think it was back in 2012, I was like, I, I probably can't do that. Um, I wasn't I wasn't up for kind of an all all nighter, so I, we try to contain it to uh, about a day and a half. So yeah, that's it definitely allowed me to be involved too. I don't think I'd be involved <laughs> in those crazy ones. And um, so when you organized the first one five years ago, uh, this was the fifth annual. Um, what did you hope to accomplish at that time? Um, that's a great question. So I was really just hoping to kind of uh, sort of set kind of the muscle memory for the organization uh, around uh, just an opportunity to be kind of be creative and you know, try to put down your day-to-day job for at least a day and a half and focus on something that you think would really move the needle that was, you know, obviously relevant to our customers or our product or our company. And um, there's this misconception that, you know, you have to be a, a coder or a coder or a hack or an engineer to be to be uh, participate in a hackathon. And for me, it's really more uh, just giving people the opportunity to be creative. And you know, just because you can't code doesn't mean you can't do uh, customer research or come up with mock-ups or bring to life a process improvement that you've maybe designed to 
to do. I think all of us have had those moments where like, oh, if I just had a day to kind of work on this one thing, life would be so much better or our product would be so much better or, or our company or our process would be better. This is really meant to sort of tease that out and uh, try to encourage people in a supportive environment. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we're trying to take it too seriously uh, for them to really kind of just try it out and kind of build that confidence and um, just have a, a good time and, and working with others and, and then taking that and then learning from that and hopefully then trying to apply it in other parts of your day-to-day -day work. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you mentioned um, that, you know, if you only had the time to do something as an individual, but I think another cool part of this is that you're working with a group of people who maybe traditionally on a day-to-day -day basis you aren't working with. That was pretty powerful for me. Yeah, that's definitely it. So I think so. Uh, when we originally started, the company was was much smaller, so uh, a lot more individual projects. But as we've grown, um, and based on feedback from participants year over year, we've really made it a little more conscious effort to try to make those connections. Uh, as I mentioned, a great opportunity for um, you know engineers to get to work with people from maybe marketing that they haven't worked with on a, on a normal day to day basis. Uh, a great way to build those connections. Um, still a pretty small organization. Like to think we can still. Uh, support, you know, getting to know people and their jobs and, and hearing their perspectives because those ultimately will make, make us better. And, and it makes the way we build the software better. Um, so I can only imagine that that's the same case for anyone else who's participating. Yeah, great. And so you kind of got to this a little bit, but you mentioned it was a pretty small company when you started. How many people approximately were there five years yeah, ago? Yeah, I'm trying to pull, I'm trying to pull the data. So I think we had, um, I think it was close to 12 people participating in the hackathon. So I think we probably had about 16 definitely under 20 people in the company. Uh, I think we had about seven hacks or projects. Uh, again, at that time, it was mostly people either pairing up or working individually, um, but then over time, it's, it's grown. So I think, yeah, we were less than 20 people um, back in, I think, 2012. And now that we're over 120 yeah. at this point, um, how, how have you seen it evolve? Like, what are some of the, maybe the top one, two, three positive things that have happened with, with more numbers, more people together? Uh, I think the, the range of, of projects has been really uh, interesting to see. So, uh, you know, back in when we first started, just by sort of sheer numbers, uh, most were either fairly technical or we didn't get sort of the, I think, the breadth or variety. And uh, even in the last two years, um, just seeing some of the, the hacks around uh, kind of office improvements, uh, community uh, work and outreach, um, corporate social, social responsibility, changes the way that we sell the software. Uh, just start seeing a lot more kind of variety from different parts of the organization and not just it being sort of, okay, here's some, uh, here's some bits of code or some, some things. It's been really exciting to see that sort of grow at scale. Yeah, definitely. And there are a wide variety of options of things to work with, um, which I think is great because it gives people the opportunity to either work in their wheelhouse and feel comfortable or kind of take a risk and do something totally different, maybe even learn some new skills. Definitely, yeah. Nice as well. Um, so we elevation prides itself on on celebrating diversity. I think both both in in our people and our company um, and in our ideas. Um, how do you think the hackathon supports this this celebration of diversity? Yeah, I think back to kind of your, the point you just made. I think that really with the teams uh, and sort of cross functional teams, people are becoming more and more comfortable in working with uh, others and, and with different expertise. And I think that uh, a big important thing for me and, and culturally try to really embed this in the team is, is that thought diversity. So I know that as a software engineer, having perspectives from um, the account management side or our product support team or our uh, business development team, having having them share their experience, as I would love to hear customer feedback as well, um, just gives us more data, just gives, gives me more data points to better inform um, the things that I work on, how I prioritize, um, helps me make better decisions. And I think, 
hackathon, I, th I like to think is sort of a good, sort of a little bit compressed, but kind of a good uh, kind of practice session for that, to, for people to be um, really open to getting feedback. There's, there's no sort of appointed leader in the team. The teams are fairly self-mobilizing and self-organizing. Um, you know, we come in with some uh, high-level idea, but there's no sort of specific direct defined outcome of what the hack is and what format it's going to be presented and kind of the bounds of which um, it's going to be built. So a lot of the kind of collaboration has to happen pretty quickly in that, in that day and a half. I think it's a great opportunity to practice that kind of thought diversity and, and being open to other ideas and, and, and hearing from other people that are come from different backgrounds. Yeah, and it happens pretty naturally and, and I think a, a pretty low stress environment. And again, that goes back to that point of the hackathon being this like crazy, like stressed out 12 hour <laughs> thing, but it's really hasn't been like that in my experience. I think, I think that's a, a great part of it as well. Um, so a key, a big part of this, obviously, internally for us as a company is to, to get people together, to think about different ideas, to give people space. You mentioned the Google 20% kind of rule of, of experimenting. But uh, some of these things have actually become reality. Some of these things have become products. Can you give us an example of a hack that became something that we still use today? Sure. Actually, uh, one of the first ones I think may have been from 2012 um, was uh, we have kind of this uh, header on our student profile page. And before, you had to sort of navigate through the individual tabs to kind of get really there was a lot of requests for our customer challenges around having essentially kind of name uh, school ID number and uh, performance levels on their latest ELP assessment and uh, previous to the hackathon you, and the product was obviously in a much different space back then but um, you know sort of click around sort of get these four or five bits of, of key information and so one of the hacks was, it was fairly, uh, actually we implemented pretty quickly with this kind of, we call it kind of the student tab header or whatever it is, it's sort of like that, kind of that base profile uh, that just kind of is really now sort of, and it has been there and it will continue to be there on our, our student profile page um, for years. Uh, another one from last year was the, uh, uh, we have this in, inline help uh, idea we've been playing with and trying to figure out the best way to uh, present help context within the application, um, try to ease the user experience so they didn't have to sort of go too far, it was more contextual, uh, easy way to also kind of ask for help through a help desk ticket. And so um, just a prototype around that, I think really helped to kind of make it feasible. A lot of the learnings that come from Hackathon is, is also, you know, actually, this is actually, oh, actually this is pretty kind of the feasibility of the work is actually that discovery, like, oh, actually this is probably gonna be trickier or in some cases actually may not, may not be that complex if we can kind of queue it up or, or get a lot of um, kind of data from it. Yes, a proof of concept that actually might actually work. I, I saw a few um, this year, and I have a little bias from the community perspective and thinking about podcasts and, and getting people involved in the, in the community. But there were a couple this year that I definitely see becoming a reality, one of which I had a meeting with a few people the other day about transcribing the podcast, so directly related to what we're doing <laughs> yeah. now. Um, you know, they were able to, to your point earlier, to take some time to work on something that, that is actually kind of something that I've worked on, but I haven't had the space to really think about how, how are we going to budget for, is there a place that we can actually do the transcription? They're actually able to find a transcription service fairly cheaply and fairly accurately that I think we're going to uh, actually implement. So, um, so, so definitely appreciative to that group and that particular hack. So one of the things we like to do when we talk to people is um, use our own experiences to help others. So, uh, if I am an organization, maybe even I'm a school or, or another company and I'm interested in doing this kind of thing, you've been there and done that from the very beginning, what are the first steps that, that you would recommend the, an individual or a group taking? 
Uh, great question. I think a couple things that have been really crucial to success here. One is um, definitely buy-in from uh, the leadership organization. So uh, our hackathons are voluntary. Uh, uh, no one is required, but we obviously um, a lot of people are excited to participate. But it does mean putting things on hold for a day, a day and a half. And so that can be um, difficult at times of the year for different organizations. So I think getting the buy-in and support from the people top down is really beneficial. Another one I think is really being very clear that this is, and you know, the name hack implies this hopefully is that we're not looking for finished, finished shippable, you know, first class stuff here. This is really proof of concept. Um, things are very rough. We even um, kind of call it out when people are about to present or in their preparations that this is going to be, you know, it's, it's a, a lot of them are live demos or very rough looking. This is not the polished final good. And I think so setting the bar uh, in a way kind of, in a way kind of good, good and low for people to, to shoot for is important. Um, and three, I think just making it uh, a lot of fun and, and saying, you know, we have some kind of swag that we provide for it. Uh, there's some food and kind of, uh, kind of a light, lighthearted atmosphere. Um, there definitely are some other hackathons and other organizations, which was more kind of caffeine driven that you're trying to really uh, come together then. But I think, um, you know, just making kind of, it, Taking, not taking it too seriously in a way, kind of relieving the stress a little bit, and um, and you know everyone is is rewarded and applauded. We're not, you know, every, hopefully making a space where people feel comfortable to experiment and try new things. And and sometimes we you know learn from mistakes or learn from things that may not have turned out um, the way we originally planned. But that's that's the, really the value there. So I think those are some examples of things we've done to really encourage participation. I think that have made it success so far. Yeah, and I think one thing that I think you sort of are alluding to is, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but connecting it to our particular values, which I think, um, you know, reflect that, let's, let's try something new, let's get together. Uh, other organizations or groups or companies may have sort of different cultures. And I think, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but probably connecting the hackathon to your particular values, your particular style of work important as well. Definitely, yeah. So, you know, continuous, continuous improvement is a huge, uh, it's corporate, you know, one of our main company values. And I think this is a great, a great example of, of, you know, just, just trying that nothing, nothing is perfect. Uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of companies or a lot of individuals may have this, um, you know, uh, some, place, some places they call them like fixed uh, FedEx days. So basically you have like a day and then FedEx delivers by 1030. So you have like, I'm told, a day, a day in 10.30 to kind of figure out, oh, I just had this one one day to fix it. Um, others uh, call them sort of fix it days where they're doing it sometimes, maybe it's just a day or kind of quarterly. Um, so a, a lot of different organizations do them differently, but I think it's really important to, yeah, definitely tie it back to company values. Um, you know, even if uh, that finished hack isn't gonna make it into production the next day, hey, can we learn from it? Can we actually queue this up for the backlog? Can we actually you know, bring this to a leadership group or, a manager and say, hey, can we run with this? I think is, uh, is really beneficial. Great. So the teacher in me has to ask you this question. So like I, I taught for a long time, 17 years. I taught foreign language. I was not an ELL teacher, but I do work with a lot of ELL teachers and I see things like project-based learning. We did a podcast on that. People doing amazing things with English language learners. I guess we could start with just in school in general, but do you see this kind of project or this kind of um, strategy working um, in an educational setting, in a K-12 setting? Definitely, I'm definitely not an educator either, but uh, I think uh, kind of the principle in which um, bringing together people in a safe environment to think creatively about how to solve a problem, I think would definitely apply to, um, you know, a K through 12 educational environment. Um, you know, it could be, uh, in some cases, depending on age group, I'm guessing you may have to be a little more directive and I know there's, um, 
you know, kind of, it, kind of the kind of group building and activities that we've tried in the past. Uh, where you know, kind of, I've always, as I remember as a student, I always loved sort of the the egg drop type projects. Where like, like here's a challenge, here's some tools, but then it's up to you to kind of figure it out and work with a group and and see who is uh, who wants to be a leader and who is good at certain things and how others can contribute. And so I think anything where you're able to uh, give individuals a safe space to try and experiment and get them excited about solving a particular challenge would just be really great. Great, well this has been awesome. Thanks so much for sharing uh, all your knowledge about the hackathon. I mean, I, I, have, I have a two year veteran now ever since <laughs> I've been at the company I've, and I've really enjoyed um, working with. Uh, with different groups. So appreciate all you do and thanks for taking the time. Oh, pleasure, Steve. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Highest Aspirations. If you liked our show, please be sure to join the ELL community at elevationeducation.com slash ELL community, where you'll find all the episodes of Highest Aspirations and other resources to help educators maximize the impact on their English language learners. Also, let us know how we're doing by writing a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts.